Today on Jam Session, it's the end of an era. We are here to discuss the dissolution of Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Here to discuss the dissolution of Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas and some more. Are you ready, Amanda? I'm ready. Pour out one Dunkin' Donuts latte for Ben-Anna. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Real grab bag today. Some some big stuff though. Um, following up on Army Hammer, which we briefly discussed on last week and sort of, you know, has continued to evolve. Big Netflix hit, Lupin, that we're both watching. And um, let's begin with the breakup we all thought was coming and has now been confirmed. Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas could not survive the pandemic. They've gone their separate ways and she's got a new haircut to prove it. Amanda, how are you feeling? It's the end of an era. It Um, really is. And, you know, I send everyone my best. I hope everyone is, is, is hanging in. You don't want to take joy in someone else's misfortune, but it it is some of the photographs have been uh, white. Yeah. They've been lighter. I have, I have at least enjoyed the entertainment and as a marker of time, and where we were when this started and what's happened since then. As I said to you yesterday, when this started, if you had asked me at the beginning of this relationship, what would last longer, the pandemic or Ben Affleck and Anna Armas's relationship? You know, I would have been wrong on every outcome. <laughs> I just like was not prepared for anything that was going to happen in the next year. You live and you learn and you try to grow better. And that's where I am. And that's where I hope Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas are together and separately. Um, I like that a lot of the details that are trickling out slowly. Like, if, so first of all, it's regarding the cutout. So the best photo is um, someone throwing away the Anna de Armas uh, life-size cutout that, um, you know, made the rounds earlier in the pandemic that was gone. So I was seen going in the trash yesterday. And then I saw an online rumor. I don't think this has been confirmed that the person throwing it away was Casey Affleck, which just makes it so good. If that, if true, unconfirmed, but if true, incredible. 
I think that that comes from Ana de Armas updates, which is another dimension of this that kind of rose and fell. I mean, we've all been through a lot together and we can come together on this. I, it's not confirmed. I did see some photographs where there's like another person in the photographs who is wearing a, like a similar colored shirt that seems to look like some sort of uniform, whether it's kind of like a landscaping or whatever. So I, 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 I don't know. The person is masked um, for, <laughs> for public health reasons. And yeah. so people are just kind of running with it. If Casey Affleck is providing that service for his brother, I you know, that's that's some nice support. So I was reflecting there have been some paparazzi photos on Matt da- of Matt Damon recently leaving Ben Affleck's home. That was before uh, Matt Damon I miss those. was. How did I miss him, Ben Affleck and Matt yeah, Damon? Yeah, I think those were last week or a couple weeks ago, which in retrospect looks like a good friend going to pay support to his other friend after a breakup, which is really nice. That era is over now because Matt Damon has returned to his beloved new home, Australia, in order to film the new Thor. Everyone's Incredible. in Aus- all the celebrities are filming things in Australia and thus uh, living in Australia. Um, Peaky Blinders production restarted apparently. And that's like the best thing that ever happened to me. But I was like, how the fuck are they doing that? England is like totally locked down. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I hope, I hope everyone is being safe. So do you want to talk about the alleged reasons for the breakup? I'd love to. I'd love to. People magazine came out, or I think it was people made up page six came out yesterday saying that, um, they broke up because, Ben Affleck was unwilling to commit to having more children. And that was um, a problem or like a breaking point for the relationship to which I say sound judgment by all. It's good to know what your priorities are and good to know what you do and don't want. I was like, that's an adult reason for breaking up. I was going to say great communication. It's good to be honest. I mean, that's tough. That's like a very hard thing. And a lot of couples go through it. And I, you know, I'm sure that it's both sides like had real difficulties with it, but it's also good that they're taking it seriously and good to have those conversations now, as opposed to several years down the road. Yeah, definitely. Mature Um, decisions. If I know I I was like, I was like proud of all parties. I have some questions. Like, do you think they did move in together? Like they, there've been a lot of um, alleged developments with their, their relationship over the course of the last few months. And now I'm just like curious about the unwinding, like what, what kind of moving needs to be done outside of getting rid of the cutout? I think this is a case of movie star lives and movie star relationships are not like regular relationships. Stars. They're not just like us. Right. I think a certain amount of it is just that at this point, at least Ana de Armas probably Ben Affleck has a permanent home here because he has three children here. And, you know, that was another aspect of the breakup that was rumored was that Anadarmus didn't want to be in L.A. long term. But obviously this is where Ben Affleck's family is and he's committed to his family. Oh, I missed that. Where does she want to be? It didn't really say. I just want to be super clear that all of this is also just unsubstantiated and people just calling up various tabloids and tabloids like printing the stuff and, you know. I, it, it it might be people who have once been in a room with them theorizing. We don't really know. But to your point about how they were living, I think there are a lot of celebrities who like keep a place in L.A. because it's where they do a lot of their work, but they spend other you know time elsewhere and it's not permanence in the way that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner and their family have like made a life here. And so 
you know, maybe you're renting one house and then you decide to move to another house for a few months. And obviously the quarantine of it all means that like you're more in fixed in the house than you otherwise would be. Like you're not traveling, you're not going in between work things. So it kind of like advances the moving in, in a practical sense, perhaps before like, you know, I don't think any like deeds were signed on homes between these two people. (laughs) I could be wrong. Again, I don't know. We haven't gotten to the real estate aspect of this yet, but I think it was lovely Venice home. Does she still have it or is it gone? What do you think? Well, I thought a few months ago that she had either, I, like, I am not clear on the ownership of the home, whether she was renting or owned it. It's true. We don't know. And, but that she had relocated. And there were those rumors of like, Anna Armas, like, quote, moves in with Ben Affleck, which like, frankly, could have just been Anna de Armas is they're now staying at Ben Affleck's place because it has better security. And they were tired of being photographed, like every single time that they left the Venice home, because as you know, we have discussed that we were just watching them take takeout and Venice is not always like the most security plus location, you know, then the whole Ben Affleck getting Dunkin' Donuts delivery at his home is like perhaps Ben Affleck's home is also not security paparazzi proof, but she had moved out of the Venice location a little while ago. I thought yeah, according to yeah. the paparazzi reports. I think that's correct. I, I believe yeah. as well. Um, there's just so many questions. It's a real end of an era. I feel like one thing that's funny with COVID is like, and I've been thinking about this a lot is like the different phases. And so, you know, we started this journey 10 months ago and it began with them being on vacation together after, after filming, like this was rumored, like I think in February. Mm -hmm. And then I believe they were on vacation in like Costa Rica or like some, something tropical uh, in the Atlantic ocean. And just what a long, strange journey it's been. Another relationship, both accelerated and detonated by COVID. Both. For me, it'll always be the very blurry photographs that Ben Affleck took on a beach. <laughs> what, and also, they're in a music video. What music video are they in again? I, I, oh I don't remember. I, I just do remember the photographs because, you know, there were two phases. One, there were the paparazzi photographs of Ben Affleck doing the beach photo shoot. And then the photos were... Uh, uploaded on Anna de Armas's account and then Ben Affleck commenting being like, don't I get a photo credit and the photographs not being up to like my, they, they weren't my editorial taste, you know, people may vary <laughs> again, art is subjective. So that is like a, that's a big moment. I'll always remember the cutout. Oh my God. The cutout. I had forgotten about it until this yeah. until yesterday. So I was really happy to be reminded. Right. So, and, and the, there has to be a level of awareness here of people like putting the cutout out the same day. That was the only thing that made me be like, are we sure it's amicable? Because all of the reports have been like, it was like, you know, a mutual decision. They like had discussions. Could get back they, together. Right. Quote, the, the, the quotes of just being like, quote, they're not at the same place in their lives, unquote, which like no shit. But, um, but that that's okay. It's, it's like, they're portraying it exactly the way you'd want it to be, which is like two very beautiful people were in a relationship together and then they decided to, to move on and no hard feelings, but the cutout in front of the home on the day that this is all leaked, it's, it, that doesn't seem like a coincidence. Yeah, I think you're right. And Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner as well, his ex-wife both have such familiarity with paparazzi. Obviously. I mean, they've got to be two of the most photographed people in Los Angeles. Um, and you have to assume that they know what they're doing. I, I think, 
I'm happy there's some um, Dunkin' Donuts memes revived with due to Ben Affleck's breakup. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have guessed that Ben Affleck would be one of our most memeable celebrities? Not I. Not I, and I think not Ben Affleck. And if I had to guess, again, having absolutely no access to Ben Affleck or anyone around him, much to my chagrin, would love some access. It's one of the few people. Actually, I would be super nervous. I don't even know how I would ever speak Same. to Ben Affleck. I don't, don't want to talk to Ben Affleck. And I don't. No I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Too hard. Um, but just a, a constant source of fascination and uh, just a, appeal to me personally. But I think he would be surprised. I don't think he loves it. It's it's funny because in a lot of ways he was the original meme. I mean, Benefer and the way that we covered all of that was yeah. like there was an online fascination with him that was outsized. And here we are again. Uh it's it, he and it seems to exist completely separate from like Ben Affleck, maybe not the person, but certainly like the actor and director and artist who is like not a very online person and seems to want to have an old school celebrity experience and seems like a, like a pretty thoughtful guy who speaks with a lot of context. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of people being like Dunkin' Donuts memes. I I don't know. (laughs) Including our colleague, Amelia Wedemeyer, the queen of the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donut meme. Don't want to diss the Dunkin' Donut meme, by the way, just tremendous stuff. It's really, really funny. On the topic of Dunkin' Donuts back in like October, November, they released like a whole merch line that went really fast. And I really fucking wish I had that cool Dunkin' Donuts sweatshirt. It was like a cool color blocking Dunkin' like crew neck. I got to look for it on eBay or something like that because I I loved it. I was about to say, have you done any sort of online secondhand research? I wonder if that's achievable for you. I got to look into it. Maybe 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 I can get a matching set for me and Ben. Yeah. And maybe they'll do another release, (laughs) you know. One thing about the Ben Affleck on Armist breakup that I've been reflecting a lot upon um, is that the movie that Ben Affleck and Anand Armas started together, that was the start of their relationship to the best of our knowledge, to our assumptions um, has not been released yet. And <laughs> it is supposed to be released at the end of this year. And there is going to be a promotion cycle. And I am just very curious how that is going to go. I, I just really, it was supposed to be released in November of last year. And there are a, a Why did it get pushed? Oh, of 2020, not 2020. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Of 2020. Um, <laughs> Hard to keep track these days. Celebrity watcher, especially at the beginning of the relationship, might have wondered whether they leaned into the relationship because you know they were happy in it and also it helps with the promo. Why not? You're going to have to be together in six months anyway. People are going to be interested. Go with it. Um, I guess people will be interested in a different way now, so it's okay. And I suppose that if we're it's still, still kind of is it still kind of a win for the for the movie? It might be. It could be, and I think if we're under pandemic rules, then and and I just again I have absolutely no idea where we'll be in November. And it's also this November was like the last announced release date for this movie. Mm. But you know, that is also moving around all the time. So like, who knows? Um, th- if they are promoting it, then they don't actually have to promote it together. Like if, if you're just two people I, on yeah. zoom, then you don't I have hope to it's a pandemic release for their sake. I do too, except 
No, I, I guess I do too. That's the human response. The just I'm intrigued response is like, well, I would really love to see this. Also, because you know what? Ben Affleck could make it work. If anyone could make it work and make it charming, it would be Ben Affleck. Ben, marriage is hard, Affleck. Never or, forget. Or would we get sad Ben Affleck a la his Batman, his, yeah, Batman days? Who knows? But either would be great. Yeah. That was, I had forgotten about sad Ben Affleck. Man, oh it's been God. a real journey. So many Ben Affleck memes. I absolutely love it. I, right. My my final thought on this is, you know, it was rumored that they'd broken up, they'd been photographed together for some time. And then before the official confirmation came out, Ana Darmus got a haircut. Um, she did like a like a bob with bangs. And I will mm-hmm. just say I do not care for the haircut, but I was just like, this is the most obvious breakup cut that I've ever seen. And I was just like, oh, okay, it's definitely over. And you wanna know what? Ana Darmus, bad haircut, still gorgeous. She can she can do no wrong. I don't dislike it as much as you do, I think. And I, I've i been reflecting on it. The thing about the bangs, let's just go on a side note here. For sure. A so I don't know whether you have had the same experience watching live streaming shows and reflecting on some of the poor hairstyling choices. And in a lot of cases, they seem to me like they are wigs, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. They're like widely used. I mean, you know, widely used in the world and no judgment Mm -hmm. and also widely used in the industry because it's less time spent in the hair and makeup. Yeah. Um, And especially during the pandemic, if you're trying to do, um, you know, more social distance safe, you know, makeup and hair things like doing the wig separately, that that probably helps with the situation. So the problem is, is that there's a just a really wide range of qualities on the wigs. And you can often tell that like the bad wig has a it's a certain amount of bangs, you know, that people have just kind of like given up and added like a little bit of bangs and gone on with their life. And so I think that the, this type of bang, I uh, suddenly have like an alarmist reaction to, mm. which is not correlated to the actual haircut itself or who's wearing it. I think also I just, I was in such a danger zone about getting bangs for a while, you know, after normal people and I had to talk myself out of it. And so now I just have to be like, no, no to bangs, but do what you're going to do. There's also got to be just a level of boredom in the pandemic. It looks very manageable. I would say this haircut. Oh, definitely. That's true. For sure. So, and again, if anyone can pull it off, it's her. It's reassuring in a way that somehow the breakup haircut is still, still happening. Do you think that there will be a lot of like post pandemic haircuts? Oh, definitely. I know a lot of people who are just like waiting to get a good haircut or like just so many people doing haircuts at home. Yes, I definitely, I I subscribe to all theories about like fashion and partying and the roaring twenties, like just come in straight back as soon as we get herd immunity going for us. Like, I think all of that will happen for sure. And I can just tell you, I'm desperate to attend a party, like literally desperate. I miss them so much. I would do anything to get dressed up. I was like going through my shoes this weekend and I was like, God heels. I can't, can't remember the last time I thought about wearing these. And, um, just because of my own thirst, I'm just like, okay, this is so real. I am desperate to get a haircut. I have had one in the last year. I am looking just not my best. And here I am on Zoom and you're not judging. And I appreciate this safe space. But I do really understand like once we all have access to that, you can just see a lot of people just being like, take it all off. You know, I want to try something new. And there's going to be an experimental phase. So 
support to everyone. Processing it any way you can. Stay healthy. Get a haircut. Be smart. If, if it's safe. Outdoors, perhaps? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Bangs if you want them. Just not for Amanda. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, let's move on. Um... Army Hammer update. Uh, I don't know why I said it's a gleeful tone because it's definitely taken a very dark turn, I would say. Last week when we talked about it, there was um, definitely like more rumors and less information. And I think at, at this point, there's just many more, even more stuff swirling around there and, and more facets of it. And it's just not really a fun story in any way. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely not one I saw coming. Yes, I agree with everything that you just said. The last time we recorded, it was in um, a very early phase. And in addition to just kind of not a lot of context and information, there was also a lot of social media confusion and hysteria around all of it in terms of the memes. And, you know, like I, as, as we said, I became aware of it because like cannibal was trending on Twitter which and 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 just saw a lot of jokes and all of that has continued and i think there's probably you know we can discuss the the media and kind of like mainstream coverage and understanding of all of it which is separate from what seems to be going on or and again a lot of this is kind of like unconfirmed and or partially confirmed and we don't really know as of this recording so we're kind of doing the best that we can but what's going on with army hammer or what isn't going on with army hammer and then you know, more of the the stories and the like alleged leaked messages and some of the behavior itself and some yeah. of the experiences of the um, accusers. So I guess we should start, you know, there. I think we have to say 
you know, when we talked, we talked about the the very initial messages. There have been a more messages released on the House of Effie account. Um, they have not been verified as of this recording, and we and we do have to say that. Yeah, they. Um, I I also should say that I personally have not read all of them. I have read some Me of neither. them. Um, some of them were kind of just it, it, that's a logistical issue because of the, the timeline and there's just kind of how they're being released and keeping up with the story. And some of it is just also I, I like I do personally find them to be um, it, overwhelming, uh, yeah. which which is not a judgment on the person posting them, but just kind of like the content itself. So yeah, I, there are some great pieces. I think that um, Laura Bradley wrote a piece for The Daily Beast and Hunter Harris wrote a piece for her Substack, um, and that that speaks about the content of those messages. And so basically the messages, the alleged messages, um, you know, there are more, it's more graphic content and graphic fantasies. And then they also would suggest a pattern of alleged abuse outside the boundaries of whatever kind of kink fantasy stuff yeah. is going on. And, you know, that's obviously very complicated. Again, um, Army Hammer has mostly denied the messages. I'll read what he said. Um, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Lionsgate is supporting me in this, and I'm grateful to them for that. The last part of that statement is in reference to the fact that he quote, dropped out of the film he was supposed to do with Jennifer Lopez, yeah. Shotgun Wedding. I, You know, the the party public line is that he decided to step back and everyone was like, okay with that. I have no inside information, but I would be surprised if behind the scenes there was a little bit more encouragement yeah. for him to leave. Yeah, and conversation. Yeah, it's obviously like, you know, I, I'm sure there was a lot that went into it from, from all parties. Just a yeah. side note incredibly yeah. excited for Jennifer Lopez to do another rom-com just like incredibly excited. Yes. And I think that army hammer being in that rom-com, no matter what goes Would have on, overshadowed it for sure. Yes, exactly. Um, so one more element to this is that, uh, a, a woman, an ex of army hammer named Courtney Vusekovich gave an on the record interview to page six. And I, I, th- it's absolutely worth reading. I'll read part of it, but she spoke about her experiences with Army Hammer and she confirmed some of the, you know, kind of fetish stuff that's been swirling and that a lot of people have been focusing on and that you have surely read some jokes or memes about and some headlines for sure. Um, but she also kind of speaks about her actual relationship with Army Hammer and, you know, how it went down and, and how she feels about it. And I, I think it's worth featuring i'm just going to read some of her quotes she says he enters your life in such a big way he's such a captivating person he has such a presence and he's aware of that and he uses it in such a way that most women would think oh my gosh this is amazing but especially young women that's kind of the scary part uh and she just i'll keep going he quickly grooms you into the relationship she explained he kind of captivates you and while being charming he's grooming you for these things that are darker and heavier and consuming when I say consuming, I mean mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, just everything. Uh, and then, you know, she goes on and she becomes a part of this relationship. 
She says, I wasn't safe. She realized he kind of makes it like, I'm going to teach you things. I'm smarter than that. But where was I during that? I knew the whole time I had this gut feeling the whole time that this was not right. He's not well. And she, she talks about having been in therapy, which I'm glad that she was able to yeah, access totally. therapy. And, you know, the thing, it, you know, in, in addition to all of that, um, something that stuck out to me from this piece was that she kind of, she declines to name any of the, the sexual acts that she participated in uh, to page six. And the reason she gives is because she didn't want them to overshadow the toll hammers. Emotional abuse took on her, which I found very perceptive and like really sad in its perceptiveness. I like, yeah, because the headline of the page six piece, it will not surprise anyone to learn has to do uh, with the, the fetishes and barbecuing and is not about the emotional experience. And so to me, that kind of summarizes, you know, and again, some things are confirmed. And so without context and information, there isn't like, it's hard to have a conversation, but the the dichotomy that she points out kind of summarizes to me, like what's going on here. Yeah. I think it's a really good point. And also I think, I think it's, um, I don't want to say useful, but I think it's important to like, remember some of the initial stories and around, um, Harvey Weinstein in the beginning of the me too movement, because again, like she really highlights this with her quotes, like so much of it is about power and influence of the, of a man over, over women. And obviously each of these scenarios are unique and specific. And so I don't want to like conflate what she's been through with any other woman, but I do think like a through line through a lot of these is just like a man being aware of his power and influence and, and using it to, for, for abuse. And I think like ultimately sometimes when, when, um, these movements become like more mainstream and, and sort of are boiled down to a couple of like notions. Sometimes you lose the kind of like very specific human pain and suffering and also like the, the core abuse that goes on abuse of power, abuse of people, emotional, physical. And I, and I think that like her, like she, like you said, she was so perceptive in how she shared her story to like really hammer home, um, poor choice of, of words since we're talking about army hammer, but really to like identify that, um, manipulation and, and abuse comes in a lot of forms. And like the, like the sexual aspect of it is, is almost like irrelevant to what she's talking about because and, and another reason why it's, it's like kind of smart that she didn't in- include it. Plus I wouldn't want to air out my own sexual history to page six, even if I was giving an interview. So I don't know. I, I like really, I like wish her, wish her the best and all and anyone, you know, who may have, been in a victim in this situation, hopefully they also get the help that they need. And, um, it's just like, I, I think an, another thing I've been thinking about, which is, um, totally secondary to her experience and any other woman's experience, but just like, again, the way that like the sensational headlines about like ca- cannibalism really overshadow, like what actually is going on and sort of like the, um, desire that I'm completely a part of to like, want to have fun with these scandals of like these very handsome, famous men is like sometimes like so, you know, just like cover covers up what's really going on. And so, you know, just grateful to someone as articulate and thoughtful as Courtney Vuzekovic. I completely agree with you. And I also just kind of extend a lot of empathy to her that she has to be so like thoughtful and, and perceptive about it because of the way that, you know, everybody responds to these more salacious details. And I agree with you. I think we all, um, on Jam Session, we are really interested in celebrity and its dynamics and power and how it works. And we do also um, try to have 
fun with it where we can. And we try to be respectful of it. And I think we should talk more about uh, how all this information came out, not so much from the perspective of, you know, I don't like it's not on the responsibility of any woman who has gone through a a traumatic experience to like be responsible about it. And I don't want to, um, to add to shame, but I, as we kind of tried to discuss last week when everything is anonymous and, um, you know, unverified, it just complicates like what we actually can talk about. And also people then put their focus elsewhere, which has certainly happened. I mean, like the cannibal memes, like still going. And if you don't have a lot of information and all you see is cannibal, which like many of us didn't have. And also keep in mind, you know, for the first 36 hours, there was the confusion over the the verification and they were kind of like fake. It's fake. You know, it was like, yeah. And so I, like, I get that people were just like cannibal. What? Um, I like it. And, and, and without reporting and information, I, it's hard to expect like the internet machine to, to be to make the right choice, to make the right choice. Yeah. Because there's, again, so much of this requires like context and, and, and information and understanding of a person's particular situation. I will say, you know, I, I don't think any of us thinks this story is over. And, you know, we should note that we're doing this like to the best of our knowledge at the time of this recording, but I have no inside knowledge. I would expect that there would be some more stories and some more reporting. That's just based kind of on reading some of the mainstream media coverage and the way certain outlets have not covered it in the way that I would expect them to. I can't tell how much of that is kind of like legal and how much of that is that people kind of with investigative units are like actually investigating. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I guess we should also talk about like the, the army hammer, like in Finsta and kind of that whole mess, which, you know, that's another element Obviously, with people made a lot of cannibal jokes and people made a lot of jokes at army hammers expense, which, you know, I, what are you going to do? But (laughs) at the end of the week, I believe is the daily mail published army hammers, private Instagram, alleged private Instagram. And he did not comment to them, but then one of the photographs went viral because it was a photograph of a woman um, in lingerie in a, a, you know, suggestive position on a bed. And it was like captioned with something in reference to Miss Cayman Islands. And so over the weekend, Army Hammer released a statement in response to this caption. And I'm also just going to read this in full because... Please do. Because this isn't a bizarre turn. So here's what Army Hammer said in an audio message to the Cayman Compass. I would like to clarify that the person in my video, which was stolen from my private Instagram, is not Miss Cayman. I am genuinely sorry for any confusion my foolish attempt at humor may have caused. My deep sympathies to Miss Cayman, who I don't know, and to the entire organization, as I had no intentions of implying she was actually Miss Cayman. So, all right, a, a few things here. I, the, the, <laughs> if, 
Number one, that given the week that Army Hammer has had in the media and everything that we have read about him, verified or not, and the jokes that have been made about him, that this is the statement being released is extraordinary. To me, it seems like someone told him for legal reasons he had to do it immediately. That's interesting. Because I was like, did anyone sign off on this? I was just like, why is he releasing a statement? But that's a good point. You're probably right. I can't, I, I don't know anything again, but I would not imagine that this is the only legal threat that Army Hammer is under right now. But like, who can say? So it's interesting that that is the statement that he released. Also in the statement, he confirms that this private Instagram, which by the name, the name is El Destructo 86 we'll get to that in a moment, um, is real, which is alarming because the content on the rest of the Instagram is really tough. And there are uh, posts about uh, passing drug tests without things in your system. There are some custody issues here. It seems like a really messy situation in his own personal life. And to be confirming that well, I, like, I don't understand that strategically, but it just, again, it's really messy. It's really messy. And I think the fact that he is, you know, using his his um, secret Instagram account to also address his his custody battle and it's just like depressing. It's just like really shitty for his kids. Yeah. And, and Elizabeth Chambers. Yes. It's just this whole thing is really grim. It's just really grim. And um, I I like don't want to, and I don't even mean like I feel sorry for Army Hammer, but like all of the collateral damage, there's clearly a lot of it of um, what's going on. And even even the woman in his Instagram account, like that he has to like clarify who she is. I mean, it's just a lot. It's just a lot of damage being done. So it's a grim situation. And I hope that if he needs help, he gets it. And I moreover hope that any woman, any women and people hurt by this get help that they need to. I agree with all of that. And I think, you know, I do wonder when kind of the like the public awareness and the mainstream narrative of what's going on here is going to catch up with some of the details um, because it it has not yet. Yeah. And that's a, a little bit really sensational things do get more attention on the Internet than like nuanced, complicated things. So yeah. I, I it I hope that. Everyone. You know, as as always, I hope that people, you know, read a little deeper. I, I don't know whether that will be the case, but I agree with you. I hope that there is accountability and um, support and 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 help for those who need it. Let's move on. Let's yeah. end with one brighter topic, a TV show we're watching, as is most of the world. It's been announced by Netflix that Lupin, the sort of the French heist mystery romp. That's how I'm going to describe it mm-hmm. on Netflix has been watched more than Bridgerton and the Queen's Gambit. And I just want to say shout out to Netflix for having three massive international hits in such a short period of time. Um, and Lupin, what a delight. I just want to say thank you for Lupin, which I like for once I've finished a television show before Juliet. Great, great I just job, Amanda. Yes, put that on the record. Thank you so much. I too found it really charming. I mean, I, I think kind of the, the international success of Netflix is... Um, indicative both of them making some smart choices and also the fact that they are uniquely positioned to be able to release stuff in a, a, a unusual media and world climate, right? Yeah. Um, they they kind of, they were ready for this moment. I, I 
just also really enjoyed it. Lupin is set in Paris. I believe, don't want to spoil too much, but we'll let everybody know it's a Louvre heist show. Yeah. And it sure looks like they filmed absolutely in the Louvre. It does. And that is, I feel like I've been reading a lot of very like well-meaning um, pieces about how to feel like you're traveling when you're not, because I have not been traveling, obviously. And I, I read one that was like, do you like a virtual museum tour? And, no. uh, and <laughs> respectfully, I'm not going to do a virtual museum tour. But this did, in a way, evoke some of the feeling of like being in the Louvre, being in Paris, being, you know, it's other people out in the world and other people in the most beautiful city in the world. So I really enjoyed that. It's Omar Sy, who is the star, is uh, just incredibly charming. So and good. And I like... It is a romp, though it has enough kind of emotional weight to bring you in. I think it also, it has like a little bit more in common with CSI than like one might expect from sure. a- Sure, it's a procedural, yeah. It's it's a procedural, but I think because, you know, it's set in France and it is in French and there are subtitles, I'm like, ooh, but it's like a prestige procedural. And you know what? It like makes me feel like it's prestige, but I think it also really has that DNA of like a good old fashioned just enjoyment procedural, which I really appreciate. Totally. Um, I like that. I've, I think they have dubbing in a lot of different languages. I've been watching the French version with English subtitles. I really enjoy that because my TSOP has to be zero. No time spent on phone while watching must commit to the show. And I, it's like very hard for me to do that. I'm so trained to second screen it like at all times. And honestly, I'm disturbed by my own phone usage recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like, I'm like loving watching a French show. I've also been watching call my agent, which is also French. And it's about a French talent agency, which is um, fun. I recommend it. But it's just like, I'm really glad to be watching a foreign language show. It's great. I completely agree with you. I'm also watching with the subtitles. Dubbing? I, no, I, it's, a, it's a no from me, dog. I guess if it's going to help you enjoy the show and watch it. I, like in terms of things that I need to be policing, I, I guess I'm going to let people be in their own homes watching the dubbing, but it's not for me. <laughs> I would agree with you. I, I It doesn't give this same flair to me as the the people in French. It adds to the... To, to the atmosphere um it's yeah it's just it's fun i have to say like when i was watching um the first episode the lead character asan has a meeting with the mother of his son in a cafe and you didn't watch the season of the affair where noah is engaged or is like in a affair with a french woman but it looked really similar and i was like is that the same cafe and then i was just like that's just a french cafe that i stereotype in my mind but i was just (laughs) thinking of all the great moments in french cafes is the affair with the French woman the same? It's the season before it's the Brandon Frazier season, global warming season. Um, yeah, I think it's two before yeah. that. In fact, two. Yeah. How many seasons were there? I think there were six. Oh my god! I felt like maybe I watched five. eighteen, and maybe I watched one. Um, great show. If you haven't seen it, apparently yeah, there is a it. there is another season of it coming later in the year, which is oh, very exciting. Great news. I am at the phase where I'm starting to, you know, are are we going to be able to keep the level, the stream of quality content going that, you know, through the end of the year and next year, as kind of things go on and productions are delayed. Uh, So it's, it's reassuring to know that season two is coming. Agreed. 
I also just want to add that if you want to hear more about Lupin, check out Sound Only from last week with Justin mm-hmm. Charity and Michael Peters. They do a deep dive on it, including the source material of the books that it's um, tied to. So check it out and watch the show. It's a, it's a great escapist fair. And literally, because there's many heist moments where he has to escape. So check it out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 